What is that? It's a little man, stupid. But he's like two feet tall. That's impossible. I think it's a leprechaun. What's a leprechaun? Well, it's kind of like... Well, it's magic. You've just made a wrong turn heading south onto strange highways. Enter Death's waiting room, if you dare. Welcome to Strange Highways. I am Paul. Hey guys, it's Terry here. And I hope you enjoyed our conversation about cold reading and, uh, you know, Jumanji, the radio play that we talked about last time. Uh, you know, comedy segments, right? Always a good time here on uh, on the show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, love it. <laughs> so, bring me more. <laughs> um, I, yeah. Whether I like it or not, bring me more. Right. Um, I, it's, I was, it was just, as I was getting ready, as I was pressing the buttons and playing the intro, I was like, yeah, we just talked about cold reading. And I was like, and I know the segment before was a comedy segment. And I honestly, Terry, I, I completely forgot what it was. I'm like, it was something right now. Like, I'm like, Oh yeah. Personal demons. Like that tells you like how, like that did not stick in my brain at all. And it was only two episodes ago. I mean, you know, trauma is a hell of a thing sometimes. (laughs) Well, we (laughs) talked about it and then they disappeared. That's what happened. Right. Like, oh, they, yeah, they, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> um, Our demons are gone. Right. Uh, so anyway, everybody, welcome to Straight Tribes. This is an anthology based podcast uh, talking about the Twilight Zone. Um, we, we've covered the original series uh, and we've covered, um, well, CBS produced a second um, series later that has now been pulled off of streaming. But you guys can go find the Jordan Peele stuff out there. It's available to rent. Um, we've talked about both those seasons and now we're in the eighties, uh, series, uh, the, the season one. Um, so I, I was looking here today, we're about to get into, uh, episode 19, the first segment of episode 19, there were 24 episodes aired. So we're in the, uh, the final six actual hours of the first season. And you're going to be like, that doesn't sound that like that long, but it's like, there's still like, like 12, 13, 14 segments to get through. Well, it's our mission here to do it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so good but, or bad, yeah. we're still here, man. We're we're trucking along. I can't. I, it's wild how long it's been um, since we started this, but man, right? I know it's funny. It's just like, oh, it's only the first season, and it's like, oh, how, well, how long has it been taking? I don't know, a year or so. <laughs> you know, it's it's we're getting there. We're getting there. So we're we're in the. But I will I will say this. Um, I think I did mention this on the show previously. I had um, a bit of an internet issue the one day, and I just all I have was my DVDs of the Twilight Zone. So I kind of sped ahead, and so I've seen what's coming. And I can I can promise you, Terry, there's there's some good there's some good for, for the the majority of what we're about to watch these last six full episodes. However, um, you know, you think that just as just as I get faith that maybe the series is figuring itself out. Uh, we get to the last episode. We'll get there when we get there. But in the meantime, there's some, still some good stuff to get to. So um, I I ran into the minefield before you had to. I hope everybody appreciates the sacrifice. 
right, doing recon. Thanks, recon, dude. yeah, doing recon. I was doing some leprechaun recon. Uh, mm-hmm. lep- leprechaun, lep- no, that that doesn't make sense. Lepre- <laughs> rec- le- leper recon? That, even, that sounds worse. It sounds like I'm scoping out people that Leper, are missing limbs. Yeah. You know, it's like, watch out for that guy. He's itchy and he lost an arm. Anyway, so, um, all right, enough enough babble. Let's, we'll get into some babble later. Uh, this is season one, uh, episode 19, segment A, the leprechaun artist, also known as, uh, what was it, Three Irish Wishes? I don't know why it has to say that, like, in the credits. Whatever. Like, it's like, th- th- maybe the leprechaun artist won't play so well in Ireland. We got to call it something different, you know? Um, air date was February 21st in 1986. Number one song was How Will I Know by Whitney Houston. Uh, number one film was Down Out, Beverly Hills. We talked about that previously. Um, all I have for day and date was from February 19th, so a couple days before this was aired. Uh, the Soviet Union, Soviet Union launches the Mir space station. Um, and I know that was a big deal at the time because it was actually like, you know, that and like the International Space Station were the two big ones that were up there being more of a permanent installation. So um, I, I don't know if I have, I don't know if you have anything else around this time for news. No, that was the, the big thing that I found. So, yeah. So there Pretty we go. It. Yeah. Uh, you know, space shit. Welcome. Welcome to the show. Um, all right. So, Terry, uh, who, who did what here with uh, the Leprechaun Artist? All right. So uh, leading us off here is our director who is returning. Uh, Tommy Lee Wallace, uh, he had also done the teleplay for this, so another credit he gets on this one. But yeah, so he this will be the last of three episodes that he worked on. So he did Dreams for Sale and Little Boy Lost. Yeah, so that's going to be the last we'll get uh, for him. Um, this um, this might be uh, I don't I, I don't know which one's the strongest of the three, but I think this one's probably. I think Dreams for Sale was a good little like quick shot of like ten minutes of like weirdness. But I do I like I think this is a, like fairly strong because he also co-wrote it, and it does have that. This has like uh, '80s like '80s kids parents are stupid vibe, so that feels like kind of perfect for day day and place for for something like him to do here. Yeah, and there's a little bit of weirdness in here too, so yeah. I think it actually kind of works uh, for Tommy Lee Wallace's uh, career and how it how things kind of moved um, and how he tells stories and that. So yeah, I'm. I'm kind of excited to talk about this one, to be honest. But uh, yeah, so writer, uh, the writing credit for the story goes to uh, James Crocker. Um, this is th- the third of five. Um, so, so far, we have had uh, a little peace and quiet and chameleon. So we'll have two more in the near future. Yeah. So yeah, or there we go. possibly not even near future, probably next year or two years from now <laughs> for the way from our recording schedule. Sure. You know, like, <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, like, so we are, we're, we're familiar with both these people go back and listen to those other episodes. You want to hear us talk more. I mean, Tommy Wallace is always going to be a name that, you know, like in terms of the things that we loved from what we're growing up, it, it's, it's one of those things again, that I didn't realize that he was part of a lot of things that I loved, um, and had a, you know, like some say in it, you know I mean? Like what, like Halloween three, you know, like, come on, like, they're like, so you got to pay respect where, you know, um, when you know of a thing that you love and who did what. So, um, so yeah, anyway, go back, listen to those other episodes. I'm sure we've already gushed about Tommy Lee Wallace. Yeah. So, uh, next is our cast and, uh, we have a pretty decent sized cast here. So if you have any credits that I don't have, Paul, please chime in. But, uh, first we have uh, cork Herbert, um, or Hubbard rather, uh, plays Sean Magool. Uh, he was in Legend. Uh, that's the thing I know him best from. But he was also in Sinbad of the Seven Seas. Yeah, a lot of TV work. I guess he was uh, uh, a little bit of um, uh, a little bit of a drinker and had some problems. Um, but uh, yeah, very very recognizable face. Yeah, 
Um, and then next here is uh, Joey Green. He plays JP. He was in The Exorcist 2, and he was also in House. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's then, all, yeah, that's all I have for him. Yeah, so and then uh, Bradley Gregg is next here. He plays Richie. He was in Explorers. This is one of two actors from the Explorers cast that we, we get here. So he was also in Stand By Me. I, I thought I recognized this dude, and he was Eyeball Chambers in Stand By Me, the older brother of uh, um, the, the other Chambers kid. Uh, I forget his oh, name. Oh, uh, River Phoenix, right? River Phoenix's yeah. character. Yeah, he was the older brother. I was like, I knew I recognized him from something, but he was also in Dream Warriors, another thing that I definitely recognized him from. Uh, yeah, he was Nightmare the, on Elm Street. Was he the one? He was he the puppet, the puppet guy in that? Yeah. Okay. Ugh. That that's that's a death that bothers me. Yeah, anyway, that's a gruesome uh, death. Uh, just sure. just talking about it. Just I, I get oh I get, look at that goose flesh. Right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so then uh, we'll get to the next uh, explorers actor here. Uh, we got Danny Nucci. Uh, he plays Buddy in this. Um, like I said, explorers. He was also in Eraser. Uh, and he was also in Titanic. So he was Leonardo DiCaprio's uh, best friend when he gets on the ship in the first place. Yeah. I saw this a bit of trivia. This is a uh, Nucci play characters who were unceremoniously killed off in three blockbuster films, Eraser, the rock and Titanic. Uh, so which, what was it? Um, which were released within 20 months of each other between 96 and 97. So I think that's funny that he had like roles, but was always like, Oh, by the way, you're dead soon. But Hey, you know, I- I'm going to guess that uh, whatever money you got for Titanic, you're still getting money for Titanic. Yeah, I mean, he's in one of the biggest scenes of the movie, too. So, yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, next here is uh, James Hess, plays uh, Sergeant Brewer. He was in Godzilla 1985, and that's pretty much the only thing I recognize. I don't know if you had anything there. I I think it's funny. I almost feel like if we took our notes and just folded them together, they'd almost mirror each other at this point, the way (laughs) way you've been talking about what's important to you and what's like. I'm like, yeah, look at us. Almost as if we understand each other and what would be of interest to us talking about this cast. So, yeah, that's what I got. I'm I'm actually interested in seeing if any of this is different. But uh, so uh, Marguerite uh, Delaney or Delene, I think that's how it's pronounced. Delane. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, Yeah. Delane. She's JP's mom. She was in an episode of The Hulk, The Incredible Hulk, and she was also in an episode of Chips. Okay, uh, this is where this very like um, strays, but this is just because the name of the show. I was looking through the IMDb. I'm like, what the hell is this? And then it got even weirder when I looked at it. There was a show in 1975 called Bronk, B R O N K, which sounds like something that would happen if like I fell down the stairs and hit my head. You just hear the loud Bronk noise, right? That's what it sounds like <laughs> to me. Uh, it starred Jack Palance, so you're like, okay. All right, continue. I'm interested. The Adventures of Detective Alex Bronkov of Ocean City, California Police Department. I'm like, wow, why didn't that take off? Because, you know, that name, Bronk, just rolls right off the tongue. And I just yeah. Want, yeah, I just hope it was just Jack Palance going around and just, like, putting cigarettes on people's heads. That's all I want that show to be. I, I love that detective shows have never gone away. Like, I mean, <laughs> we're just we're, – it's like there's always this, like, niche – uh to them too like they something is brought to the table like i zombie or something like that you know it's like something's always going to be added to it like the little bit of flavor but it's always going to be a detective show i i just find that funny yeah but, so yeah that I'm, one I'm waiting, for, well. I'm waiting for an update for bronk you know like what if there was bronk starring gronk like what if that was the you know the further adventures of uh you know rob gronkowski but he's taking over 
you know that oh there there we go yeah that son of Bronk. Uh, yeah and he's called he's called gronk and then uh but then the thing is like everybody's solving the crime around him just because he's too busy partying that would be the show i would love it so much anyway <laughs> just yeah training to kick field goals um, yeah, that no like like you know his his friend in the background tom brady solving all the crimes and he's partying <laughs> that's the show i want to see and somehow yeah he gets a he gets a ring for doing it. Too, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just them now in, in the Tampa Bay area solving crimes, right? That's a, okay. Hey, networks, uh, call me. Like I, I can sell you, um, uh, Gronk, uh, the detective show. Come to me. Right yeah, I, I hope he's listening. Uh, Gronk, yeah, give us a call, man. Yeah. We'll make it work one way or another, buddy. Like, I know um, we've already given the idea, sir, but can we just at least have like a little bit of that, a little bit of that uh, Gronk Bronk money? That'd be great. Anyway, we'll, we'll take some, we'll take some Gronk bucks. I don't know what that means. Anyway, uh, who else do we have here? Uh, so we got Burr Middleton. Uh, he plays Richie's dad. Uh, one more episode to come in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also like appeared in an episode of Matlock and uh, Parks of Rec. Yeah, also one episode of Bronk. So there we go. I just I don't know why that popped up like one after the other. I'm like, all right, this is this is fate. I have to talk about Bronk. So yeah, it, it, it's the the thing that uh, is left over from Johnny Midnight. Yeah, and uh, Hawaiian Eye. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, next is uh, Charles uh, Stransky. He plays uh, Buddy's dad. It was episode of uh, Tales from the Crypt and some episodes of Law and Order. And a. Uh, Melinda Peterson uh, is uh, Buddy's mom. She was an episode of MacGyver and some episodes of Jag. Yeah, that's no no Bronk, unfortunately. So, uh, so yeah, that's our that's that's our cast. That's a uh, uh, writer and director. Um, I know, I know, uh, Terry. You already, I already, you've already heard this intro. Uh, well, when you watched the episode, but I clipped it and put it into a group chat. I'm just like, sometimes I think the Twilight Zone's messing with me. Uh, with uh, with Charles Aidman's intros, I just this is like a fever dream of weird. But yeah, here we go. Let, let's Mr. Uh, Aidman take it away. Consider for a moment if you were a leprechaun, making your home under the roots of trees or in the hollows between rocks. Wouldn't you want to get away from it all now and then? A winter in Pismo Beach, a summer trip to Disneyland, where no one would even notice you. But if you really were a leprechaun, where else would you vacation but in the Twilight Zone? Well, I mean, you did mention Florida, so probably Florida. You yeah, know. I think it's funny that it's like, you're already hiding from everybody so they don't see you. So where would you go to hide from everybody yeah. seeing you? Like, it's just a stupid intro. Oh, what's the name of that town in Florida where, like, um, the the traveling circus people would go during the winter? Like, there is oh, a, you know what I'm talking it, about. There's a whole community. Yeah, it it was um, near Tampa. I I've, yeah. I've been there. Um, my yeah. mom, my mother used to work for Barnum and Bailey Circus, so uh, that I've actually watched them rehearse the new shows and everything. Oh, see, there you go. What was it? Um, was it Gibbs, Gibsonton? Is that what it is? Um, I. I yeah. can't remember for sure, but I know it was a, around the Tampa oh, area. Yeah, they, they all say it was Sarasota. But anyway, but yeah, so you know what I'm talking about. So it's like there was like, I'm not saying that like, oh, you know, you're a leprechaun. You should go like, but it's like, I don't know if you'd really like, it, it's it's a very, you know, it's a very accepting community of all different shapes and sizes. So I think, you know what? You probably could get away with like, you know, vacationing there and no one look twice at you. That's my, you know, just like, just a statement. I'm not judging, just making a statement. You know, like, is that... Is that fair? 
Yeah, no, it's but very fair. I think yeah. I got required. You're like, how dare you make a copy? <laughs> like, oh, you know, just, you know. Um, but yeah, anyway, I just like, or Pismo Beach. I'm like, what is he, Bugs Bunny? Like, why would you mention that in your intro? You know, um, so it's just a weird intro. It's like, well, if you, like, imagine for a minute, you were a mythical creature. Where would you go on vacation? I, I don't know, Vegas? Because that sounds pretty cool. And also, if, like, you're made of luck. So, well, actually, I take that back. Wasn't there a leprechaun film set in Vegas? Wasn't there one of those films there? Like Leprechaun. Uh, oh, uh, like, yeah, uh, Leprechaun. Uh, oh, was, was it two? Was it the second one? Yeah. Yeah, it's the second one. Yeah, there you go. So, uh, anyway. Neither here, neither there. Wishmaster was in Vegas at one time, or Reno, or some crap, too. <laughs> I've not seen those films. I'm, I'm good. I'm, I don't need to, but I like. I just wish it was actually called Wishmaster Reno. That's what I wish it was like. Like, you just... Like, <laughs> like CIS Miami. Yeah. But, <laughs> oh, it's like, well, and then you know that, that there there needs to be that with the crossover with with Gronk. That's what we need to have happen. But anyway, I'm I'm already. Well, come don't up. want him in Reno. Come on, he'd, he'd definitely <laughs> yeah. be partying too much. <laughs> he'd be like, no, I'm just like, can we just can we put can we put Reno on a flatbed and take it to Vegas? With we'll just party all the way down. It's fine. You know, I can I can pay for it. I'm Gronk. So all right, yeah, um, the Leprechaun artist. So um, yeah, where where are we at with this with Terry? We got uh, Aiden's weird intro. Um, that confuses me. I just feel like he's just a person that's just like wandering around, like just aimlessly. And they're like, Hey, say something about leprechauns for a minute. He's like, I got three things to say. And they're like, okay, give us your best take. This is our second leprechaun episode of the season, but where are we with this one? Stars. Yeah. So, um, we get, we get the three kids here. So they're all, uh, leaving their houses initially to go hang out with each other. Uh, three good buds of each other. And they, uh, you know, they're, asking their parents if they could leave and they all meet up they go get on their bikes and they're going to go to their clubhouse and when they're when they're out in the clubhouse area where this is i guess in the woods um nearby their house uh they hear somebody singing in the distance and they go to investigate it a little further and they find this this little man like this little this little person in the woods just sitting there minding those his own business dressed in green attire uh which Definitely looks like a leprechaun, and I think anybody in the United States would know what the imagery of a leprechaun looks like at this point. I mean, if you ate cereal in the 80s, you'd be aware, right? Pretty much, yeah. yeah. I mean, if you just put a beard on Lucky, that's pretty much what we're getting yeah. here. But just before we get further, I just want to like point out that, man, parents, parents of the world, they just don't understand. Man, you know, like Will Smith was right about, they just, like, you know. They're nothing like they don't understand all three of them. I get getting sassed by their parents. Uh, one is definitely looking at porn and goes to hide it in his debt. Like I like how he slides his, uh, boudoir magazine, like under another magazine, like his parents don't understand what's going on with them. Right. I, I was just like, all right, but man, parents, they just be parenting and we're cool. Cause we're going to put, um, a baseball card or a playing card in our spokes of our bike and make it sound loud and annoying. Like, yeah. It pretty much it, it kind of follows suits with a, a suit a lot of with a lot of shows that we'd see around. Well, this when you mention explorers, like, it's not too far away from that, right? Like I get, yeah, it. yeah. exactly. So. Or like or Stand by Me, or if anybody's seen it, which Tommy Lee Wallace directed. Yeah, but um, also like, I, do you remember the days where you could just take your bike and ride it someplace and just dump it and just and just know that it won't be stolen? 
Do you, you know, like they leave their bikes before they go to the treehouse. They just leave it in a pile. It's like I got I got shit a lot of a lot of times when I was a kid. I couldn't really dump my bike anywhere because somebody I know would mess with it. <laughs> I grew. I mean, like <laughs> maybe maybe in the eighties that was a thing that could happen. But no. like I mean. Yeah, I, yeah. I grew up in here, no. middle of nowhere, and like you know, so like bikes were, like that. That was like you know, if you if your parents weren't going to drive you somewhere, you got to use a bike. So everybody had their own, and yeah, I, I don't remember a time where like you know, where people would message others bikes. Like I just remember my younger brother, he would ride his into the ground, and then 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 ride mine into the ground, and then Frankenstein two bikes together until Christmas when we both got bikes again. Um, I, I was more of an indoor kid. I don't know if the surprise is you, Terry, or not. Um, but yeah, there was always, uh, you know, th- there was enough bike spare parts around for at least something that would resemble a bike that would be used. Uh, but yeah, we would just leave them like, oh, we're going to go play for a minute. There's bikes. And we come back and they would be there. I'm not saying like, you know, man, times are better back then. But I never once thought for a second that my bike would just get stolen, you know, but or messed with. Yeah, I wish it was that easy for me. I had to have a good bike lock. So. <laughs> yeah, so so yeah, they go and find this like you know yeah this guy just because he's dressed like a leprechaun does not give you like that doesn't give you the free will to go tackle another human being and and kidnap him, right? Like they're like get him and they're like this chase him. It's like well, what if like what if this person's just like what if he's just dressed this way and he's living his life? You have abducted somebody against their will. There's a lot of problems with that. Yeah, I think there'd be a lot of problems if somebody went to like a con these days too. <laughs> <laughs> like someone's dressed up as an orc and you're like start slashing at him with a sword. Well, yeah. like I um whenever the first uh, was it the first prequel Star Wars film came out, um Attack of the Clones, no Phantom Menace, sorry. There was a bit, I guess, in the theater somewhere where uh, there was somebody dressed as Darth Maul walking around, and then there's two people dressed up as Jedi that just found this guy and like uh, and just started beating the shit out of him and like like uh, like <laughs> a lobby of a theater, and nobody stopped it because they thought it was like a joke. Oh my god! Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I also like the one guy's like, and this thing's like, what is it? It's like it's a little guy. He's like, it's two foot tall. That's impossible. I'm like, no, it's not. It's not. Like, but also like. You know, you're seeing a human being, whether they have magical powers or not, like maybe don't go tackle them. But uh, so, yeah, they capture them. They take them back up to their their treehouse, which treehouses and TV shows and movies are all way cooler than any treehouse I ever saw in real life. Right. Like it's always cool. You always get a car door. I don't know why you need a car door in a treehouse, but you get one there. Um, But yeah, like um, they they uh, they capture Sean. Sean the leprechaun, which I'm sure that was meant on purpose. I like that he's talking about how he's on vacation. And he takes off his top coat and he's wearing a Hawaiian shirt. I thought that was a funny touch. Yeah, that was a pretty good touch. I, I just, I, I just wonder if like he thought he was incognito <laughs> by wearing the lepre- leprechaun outfit, and then he's like, oh, when I finally get to my destination, then I can relax. But I, until then, I got to keep the uniform on. <laughs> it's 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 funny, but it's like. At, at the same point, it's like, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's kind of goofy too, at the same point. Uh, yeah, um, I know. No, I agree. But I just, I like that the, the forethought of giving him just like, he's on vacation, so he's going to wear her Hawaiian shirt underneath. So I thought that was funny. Uh, but yeah, then after he's like, okay, well, you caught me. He's like, you know, usually what happens here is we get three wishes, but he's like, um, you know, since there's three of you, I think it'd just be fair that each of you get a wish. And so that's what, that's what kicks off this whole thing, right? We, we go from, you know, like, uh, it, the, this episode, um, uh, is a secret monkey's paw episode, 
right? And that, which I wasn't expecting. I thought that was a lot of fun, right? Like that we're getting a, a, a twisted version of of the of the monkey's paw, or like um, there was a uh, the man in the bottle episode from season two of the original Twilight Zone. So mm-hmm. we're, we're getting one of these, right? Which is fun. Those are all these are always fun. Um, yeah, they're they're yeah. interested, and I like the turns that they can take with them, just to make them that much more of a a unique storyline compared to everything that's been done in the past. Because again, we've seen those episodes quite a bit in the past series and everything. Yeah. And each one of these, these little bits we're going to get with each wish could have been its own little twilight zone story. So this is almost kind of like, we're getting like, um, like, uh, the spooky door, right. From Futurama or whatever they called it, the, the scary door, <laughs> you know, kind of like, Oh, this is your wish. Ha ha. And then you move on to the next one. But yeah, buddy's up first. Uh, so he's like, you know, like, man, you know, I could cure cancer. And he's like, but I am kind of a horn dog. I just, you know what? I want X-ray vision. And so then uh, Sean's like, cool, you know, you get it tomorrow. And then, um, but then he asks the other two, like, like, what do you guys want to wish for? And they're like, we don't know yet. And he's like, I don't want to stay here. And they're like, well, like, are you going to run away? He's like, no, there's a code, you know, like I got to wait for you guys to wish. But it's just like, I I, I would go back to my um, powers that be like the leprechaun guild and be like, hey guys, um, <laughs> like I have some questions. Um what if I get uh, like get uh, abducted during like my vacation time, which you approved? Like, what what's what's the rules here? You know, like I don't know how many years he worked before he got his like his his paid time off, but he should be allowed yeah. to have a little bit of wiggle room how this operates. Yeah, I mean, especially if like um, he's gone to this new area where he'll obviously be best with by kids. <laughs> like, where where is the 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 red tape where it's like you can go ahead and be like no. This is this is the boundaries for the rest of humanity and being able to mess with me right now and getting their wishes like I, PTO like <laughs> it's like that episode of Married with Children where Al goes on vacation but he just sits on his couch uh, and he oh, puts yeah. up the baby gates <laughs> and it just like he just he pretends he's not there and then eventually Bud comes over he's like you know he's like Dad I know you're here he's like Bud I know I'm here your mom knows I'm here you know I'm here but it's like but if dad doesn't get his like week off he's gonna snap and kill everybody and he's like I'll see you when you get back thanks son <laughs> you know like <laughs> and I think he begins to watch Psycho Dad which is great. So, whatever it is he's just watching all these films from different like countries because he's pretending pretending to go on vacation so he's putting in like films that he wants to watch from di- and it's all it's all like you know manly man stuff but yeah it was just funny where he's just sitting there with two baby gates on the side of his couch to keep people from walking in on him uh, but anyway, so yeah, like yeah, I, I, I have I questions could do that at work. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell you how frustrating it is to be listening to an audio book and somebody at the immediate moment of something going on in the book comes over and says something to you. Like, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like how you're like, I understand that I'm getting paid to be here right now, but you're interrupting my, my time. How dare you, sir? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I get, I respect that. Right. So, um, so yeah. Uh, so buddy, buddy says he wants x-ray vision. So the next day, um, they're like the three of them are getting ready to, to go to school and they're like, well, like did it work? He's like, no, not really. And he makes some kind of, it, it's a gross comment about trying to look at his housekeeper. Right. Which you may or may not hear this at the, uh, the end of the episode. And so he was trying to be a horn dog. Didn't see her through her clothes, but then, uh, he looks over and these, these girls, these girls, like high school girls, right? They look young. Like it's, it's, I, it's played for like, um, like a Porky's or like Revenge of the Nerds type of like gag. It uh. is very uncomfortable to watch now. Right. Like, cause it's played for comedy and you're like, Oh God, this hurts. But the way they shoot it, it's like, it's not like, it's not gross, but the implications are gross. 
of what he sees. It is. Because, I mean, these are young girls. Like, yeah. I, I probably, like, juniors or, or, you know, seniors or maybe at the oldest, but maybe. still young girls. Yeah. And so, yeah, the, the very, uh, very gross. <laughs> but, yeah, there's, like, a weird light that uh, it kind of glows from each one of them. So you don't really see as much as detail, but it, it like, did we really have to go for Buddy being the horn dog? I guess it, it kind of uh, grounds him in a little bit more reality for an 80s kid, you know, who's a teenager. But yeah, like, I, I mean, I get, like, there is a certain amount of, like, oh, like, this is just, like, you know, um, boys being boys, good old fun type of thing, which we grew up with, right? And there's movies that we still have affection for from this time. It's just that, like, the older that you get and the more you're aware of, like, how... Like, you know, that's very narrow minded and like very not appropriate. It's like, you know, but that wasn't the majority. There there wasn't that same conversation at that time. And there wasn't that same um, thought process. And I'm not saying that it excuses it. It just, you know, this thing's 30 years old. And, you know, even if you go 30 years before this, like there was stuff in the original Twilight Zone that would be like, I don't know if you'd say that now. I don't know if that's the right way to phrase things, you know, so. I get it, but it's like still watching it now. It's supposed to be funny. And you're like, this isn't funny at all. This is very upsetting. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. And then, uh, I guess Nate next is JP. Uh, and he wishes that his well, parents. Yeah. Well, but so after he, oh, sees, yeah, 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 no, 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 you're good. I just want to say that at least, at least he gets his, like, you know, the, like the come ups and come up. It's pretty quickly. Right. Cause he goes, sees like, he sees like, um, what we believe to be like through the, the girls dresses and things on the bus. And he's like, this is the greatest thing in the world. And he looks over across the way, at a young lady getting to, into a car to go to school. And at first you see like her slip. Right. And then it immediately cuts to like her lungs and heart. And he's like, Ugh! And I'm like, which is funny. And then like, he looks at his friends and he sees their skulls, which, you know, considering that some of the effects in, in this series, um, they, they may have been cutting edge at the time, the way that they would do some of the digital effects and they didn't age. Well, the way the skulls moved with the kids when they turned their heads and looked at each other, that actually worked pretty well as an animation. I don't know if you noticed yeah, that or not. It was actually, it's not perfect, but it, it, it didn't, it could have been way worse. Yeah. It's an interesting effect and it, it, it it's kind of reminiscent of, uh, you know, they live mm-hmm. kind of like, it's like jarring. You see, you look over and, you know, all of a sudden it's like, who was a human for, uh, you know, that moment now has like this weird face. He looks at his friends and they have the face. Actually, if you, if you look up this episode on Wikipedia, uh, it has that image yeah. of his two friends. <laughs> yeah. So, so then, um, like, was it, uh, later that day? Uh, cause like, you know, he doesn't want this anymore. He like, you know, like he wants x-ray vision. Didn't, it didn't work out for him. Um, like as he's like recovering, cause, um, Sean, uh, like, like he's like, all right, you know, you, you learned your lesson. Like I'll, I'll reverse the wish. I did like that at one point, whatever, uh, what was it? Buddy turns over and he said, uh, what was it? Um, he's in the treehouse. And Oh, what was the line here? He's like, Oh, he's like uh, the one guy, the one kid asks like, Hey, is your, is it wearing off? And he's like, yeah. He's like, I could barely see Rich's underwear, but it cuts over and Richie has like a plumber's crack gone on. And I thought that was a funny, I thought that was a funny gag where he's like, I could barely see it. And then like, and then the, his friends like, I could see it too. I thought that was a fun little, like not perfect, but it was funny. Yeah. That's a, that was a pretty good joke. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's, it brings the humor back again, you know, because, it was kind of a weird jarring scene again to see his, his friend's skulls <laughs> <laughs> kind of level out the scene a little bit yeah. here and bring it back to the comedy. So then, yeah. So you're talking like JP goes next and he, he thinks that his wish should include the three of them. 
And uh, it was just because those parents just don't understand. He was like, make our parents do exactly what we tell them to do. So then, uh, so then Sean's like, cool, you'll get that tonight. And then Richie's still undecided, um, which, you know, Sean's like, come on, I just want to leave. It's like, you know, um, you know, <laughs> but anyway, so we get and to he's complaining about the cuisine, uh, <laughs> of America. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not great. Right. Like, it, do you think it would have been funny if they brought him like actual lucky charms? That would have been funny. I know they, I don't know if they could have done that. Then have been like, here you go. Isn't this the food of your people? <laughs> you know, like that would have been. They're like, magically delicious. They're magically they're... delicious, right? Right, Sean. Look at you. You know, like just enjoy. You know. Anyway, taste the rainbow. Yeah, we got you that <laughs> yeah, and a shamrock. Some skittos. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah, it's like we got you a shamrock shake. Isn't this? These are all leprechaun <laughs> foods, right? Right. Yeah, that, I mean, I, this is why Ireland loves us. Honestly, I think. <laughs> Well, we just recently celebrated um, St. Patrick's Day, right? Like, I don't know. It was it was actually, what was it, an actual Friday, I think it was this year? It was, yeah. Um, I didn't celebrate, but I know that you have members of your family that are, um, you know, part Irish or mostly Irish, right? So did you guys go do anything? Uh, well, other than uh, attending a friend's uh, party on that St. Patrick's Day, um, the, the, the weekend, we just stayed in and we made our own, like, um, corned beef and cabbage and noodles and drank beer. So like we kept, we kept it low key cause everybody else is kind of out, uh, you know, out in different parts of the, the state. So it's like, ah, yeah. forget it. We're not going anywhere else. We, we did our partying on Friday. I do. I do like, what was it? That was it? some, some, uh, um, upper tier Catholic guy was like, Oh, it's, you know what? You guys could have meat on Friday. I'm like, I'm glad that God's law is easily bent because of a day in which, you know, you get to eat corned beef and drink beer. You know, like, the only word, the only person's allowed to say it's okay is the man of the clock. So, <laughs> yeah, it's just like it's like, oh wait, wait, it fell on a Friday this year. God's good with it. You know, like you just see the buddy Christ wink and like thumbs up. You know, anyway. So, yeah. uh, yeah. <laughs> I just like I like I I've love to see these people just like scratching at their necks. Like, but our corned beef, we waited all year for it. Uh, it's like, well, you could have yeah. it tomorrow. That's not no. That's not fair. You know, whatever. Anyway. Yeah, I had mine on the nineteenth. It's fair. It's fine. I, yeah. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I, yeah, just like hey, it's like hey, um, like hi, 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 God, I'm Terry, I'm coming uh, up to heaven. And it's like, oh wait, what? Like a couple years ago, St. Patrick's Day fell on a Friday. You ate meat. All right, well, you did live a pretty good life. You're a pretty cool dude, but you know, sorry, you know, we're gonna send you down the fire tube. I guess you're done now. You know, like anyway. Um, and then you can go eat some corned beef with Satan. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Probably, probably, it's probably dry, but still probably pretty good corned beef. Anyway, so, uh, so JP's uh, wishes that all the, their parents would do exactly what they tell them. This one is the most messed up of these, like, because there's some ramifications that go on with this that really are troubling. Um, but then uh, JP was it finds his mom. She just is sitting on the couch looking like a robot, like dead eyed. And he was like, yeah, give me some money for records. And she does. And he's like, Hey, I want to have uh, I want to have pizza and whatever for dinner tonight. She's like, okay. And he's like, okay, cool. And she just sits there and he leaves. And then we end up having, what was it? Buddy's parents, like buddy. And, um, was it buddy and Richie are playing football in the front yard or something. Yeah. And, and, and uh, um, Richie's like, you know, like, Hey, as you get to talk to your parents, he's like, I haven't seen them. They haven't been home yet. He's like, they're over there in the car, which they're like three feet away. You didn't notice your parents are sitting there, but um, he goes over, they're just sitting in the car waiting. And here's the part that really like my mind spins out how upsetting this is. Uh, buddy like commands his mom, but commands his dad to start barking like a dog, which he does. And then he commands his mom to sing the star spangled banner, which she does. And then they just leave him. 
That's it. Like, and they're and they're still singing too. So yeah, my my thought is was like, all right, they're just gonna keep on doing what they were commanded to do, and that's it. So I I I thought maybe we're gonna see another scene, and it's like dark out, and or it's raining. And they're still going to be doing the exact same thing and barking and, you know, doing all that. Yeah. I mean, if, if you wanted to get really like one, like her voice is shot, you know, now, and maybe there's tears just coming like, down her eyes. Just like, still the trying scene, to yeah. it, just like the scene in um, uh, the multiverse of madness where um, Bruce Campbell, yeah, Bruce his, Campbell yeah, pizza kicking Papa. his own ass. He's still, still going. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and he's just, he's just like, disheveled and wrecked because he can't stop punching himself. Yeah. That's, that's what I like. That's a really scary idea. It's like, could you imagine like, yeah, but anyway, so then what was it? Um, Richie's uh, dad shows up. Like, well, Richie shows up with his car, and his dad's driving, and he's like, "Hey, guys, you guys, you know, want to go for a ride?" And and then it's like, "Cool!" And like, so he tells his dad to take him over to as uh, a JP's place for their big party. And then he comes in, and JP's mom's just still sitting there, and he was like, "You know, you should make dinner." And she's like, "Okay." And then it like it slowly dawns on him that like. You know, just you have to be very specific about what you tell your parents to do. So it's not, it's yeah, not. They're running on, they're yeah. running on DOS. So you have to enter each command. Yeah. It's, yeah. And so basically, like, you know, she can't make a pizza without like constant guided supervision. She can't do any. It's just like, all right, well, that's not, you know, that's not ideal. <laughs> so that's when we get um the next day. Uh, what was it? Uh, Sean reverses this wish as well. And so then uh, Richie, you know, realizing that he's had two days, right, to come up with the perfect wish, the perfect wish, like nothing could go wrong. He's like, you know what? I want to, I want a, a, a cool car, like a really hot car with endless gas and a driver that can think for himself and that can, like, you know, just take us wherever. I'm like, I'm Richie's a dumbass. Like that's his best. It's, you know, after seeing everything going on, he just figured that the best solution would be endless gas and a driver that would think for himself, you know, like what about like, you know, I don't know the, you could just have the power of flight or something or I don't know, whatever, anything, anything other than they're, they're so like obsessed with, man, I know we're, I know we don't get our licenses yet for like another two years, but what if somebody drives us around? I, I I guess it's kind of a teenager thing that you think about, right? I guess so. I mean, they're not looking at the ramifications, especially after two dream, uh, two wishes get completely screwed up, too. They're still not, like, I mean, they're using thought because they have all these different parameters to this wish that they're putting into place, but it's still something so simplistic. It's like, you just want to ride to somewhere, basically? That's it? Like, that just seems so ridiculous to me. I I I think if I was a kid and I was in this place, I'd be like the money. Yes. Give me the money. <laughs> That's why I just like, say like, I, I would just be like, uh, make me independently wealthy. Meaning like there's no top end. And if, if taxes get involved, you know, they take their like, money. You know, that's fine too. Make me the best baseball player ever or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, then you'd become Mark Hamill from body bags. And then somehow you'd lose an eye reaching for a cassette tape is what would happen. You know, that's what would happen, right? Like you would be like, I'm really good at baseball, but now I don't have arms or whatever. Cause it's the nature of these stories, right? Like, um, yeah, that's yeah. true. Um, yeah. Like I want, I want to be a man of power. Uh Oh, secret Hitler, you know? So, uh, but yeah, I like that the fancy car is a limo, which yeah, that is fancy, but I don't think that's a kid's idea of like, like, 
at this time, I don't, this is something before your time. Like there was a trend, like where every, like every kid would have like, like a, like a Lamborghini poster on their wall. Right. Or like mm-hmm. a Ferrari or something. It's like, that's the car I'm thinking of. Limos are cool. Don't get me wrong, but that's not like, you know, that's not like the badass car. Right. Um, yeah. You don't have Heather Locklear like on top of the, you know, yeah. a Corvette or something. <laughs> Like those, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a reason that those posters and all that sold. I mean, yeah. they're still making these posters. Like, I just too. like the, like the three of them walk into the White Snake video with Tiny Katane. You're like, yeah, this is what we want, you know? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, like I want that. <laughs> the package deal, please. Yes, please. You know, like, uh, uh, and so so I do like. There's the gag uh, that the license plate reads Third Wish. I thought that was a nice little touch. But they get in the, the limo and they're like, go faster, go faster. They're driving around waving at people. And I also like that the neighbors are like, I, okay. Like none of them are like, wow, it's, you know, good on those three kids, you know, whatever. Right. But then they're they like, keep, what are these little assholes doing in this yeah. nice car? Yeah. It's like, oh, it's a parade for one. Congratulations. You know, whatever. Um, so then, so then they keep telling the guy to go faster. He does. And then he blows by a cop. Cause you know, that's what happens. And then the driver, I like how he thinks for himself and decides he's going to try to cheese it and just outrun the cops. <laughs> like, that's his first thought is like, I'm independently thinking for myself. I have one. My one objective is to drive and think for myself. I'm going to try to outrun cops in a limousine. That's a smart move. That's, you know, <laughs> yeah, he's just the avatar now for somebody <laughs> playing grand theft auto. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they they got four stars. It's it's a matter of time, right? Then, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The helicopter comes in. <laughs> yeah. And so then once the like so once the limo stopped, um the cops like, you know, go over like the the driver's gone, which I don't know if that means that he just disappeared or I wish there was a sequence where we just see him be like just like look at the kids, look at the cops and just get out of the car and run away. That would have been that would have been amazing to me. <laughs> like, yeah, and they somehow made it back to the clubhouse, and there's the, you know, there's their buddy smiling. Oh, that like, would have been even I, better. I, that would have been better I, if they, I, I, yeah, they got back to the clubhouse. Um, one of their bikes is gone because the limo driver took it. <laughs> it would have been amazing. Been like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you see him riding around with the cap on, still in the sunglasses. That would have been a um, oh my, like uh, yes, I would love that. But yeah. I like that the cops come over. It's like the three of them in the back of the car. They're like, uh, you know, like they don't know what to tell the cops. And when, so when they go to the, like the station, they're like, yeah, you won't believe us. And it's like, fair enough. You know, that's, that's some truth there. Be like, yeah, we, um, we kidnapped a guy and then he, he, um, let us wish stuff. And, and then, um, you know, one of us wanted to be like a real perv. The other one wanted to, um, mind wash our parents. One of them might still be barking. We don't know. And then also this guy just magicked up a stolen car, which I thought that was funny where like one of them dawned on him. It's like, Oh, a hot car. I get it. You know, cause leprechauns are, are, are hip to the parlance of, you know, the terms to use for stolen vehicles. Uh, yeah, that would be a tough story to tell a cop. I think. Well, obviously. So, I mean, it's like, but even then it's like, logically, how would they have been in the backseat of the limo and then not have a driver there too? So it's like, yes, this is a very weird story. How in the hell do you even tell that part of it? That's fair. They're they're all minors. Yeah. There's all, they're all minors and they weren't like, and the car was stopped and they were in the backseat. It isn't like, it isn't like the cops saw them like shuffle out and get into whatever. At at the very least they could have been argued that they were, uh, you know, kidnapped. (laughs) Yeah. They'll they'll be like, we got kidnapped. Like that guy we took, like, shut up, shut up. Like, don't talk (laughs) about that part. You know, like, you know, uh, yeah. 
But so then as they're about to have like their parents be called and they're about to get in some trouble, we see Sean, uh, you know, behind the, the cop, right, you know, being like all knowing kind of smile and be like, you know what? You kids are all right. I know you kidnapped me and then you fed me shit for three days. You're all right. You know, I'm going to let this go. Like, all right. And then suddenly um, the wish is reversed. The cops don't understand what's going on. The kids leave. And what would make this segment any better if it didn't end on a freeze frame of them, like jumping in the air? Right. That's what happened. It was, it was amazing. Yeah. That totally 80 style too. Um, that, that's, I mean, that just feels so eighties. Um, and I actually, I, I actually kind of wonder of how big of douchebags these little kids are in the first place, because part of me thinks that the story truly is that Sean wasn't on vacation, that this is just a morality tale of just be a better kid. And he was like, he just shows up in different areas around and does this, to kids just to like set them straight. You know, like that's like the other story that I'm thinking that is really instead. See, that would have been, that would have been better if like, maybe you find out that like, um, I don't know, like maybe their parents found him and their one wish was to teach their kids a lesson or something, you know, like, and then that's what he did. I don't know. I think what you're, what you're saying is right. It's just that I like, there needs to be some bit of growth that these three learned through what they did other than be like, Oh man, that sucked. As opposed to maybe don't be a sexual pervert, you know, maybe, maybe respect your parents. Maybe don't actively engage the police. I don't These are all simple lessons to learn. Right. But you don't seem to, they don't seem to have learned any of it other than, Oh man, we're going to get in trouble. You know? They're like, Oh, close call. <laughs> yeah. Let's go back and look at porno in our clubhouse. <laughs> It's like, you know, like, what did you guys learn? Absolutely nothing. You know, other than, other than making uh, a frozen pizza is hard. That's the one thing they learned. It's like, oh man, you got to take the plastic off, turn it right side up and put it in the oven. If only there was some way that the pizza wasn't a bagel shape and I could have it any time, you know, whatever. So yeah, I don't know. Like I, um, this was fun. Like I know, I know I've been kind of, this is a silly, it's a comedy bit. There's things to take, like to, to tear apart. Uh, it's confident. I will say that like in terms of what it wants to do, uh, there is actual comedy that works for me. Um, I do think this is like a, a, um, it's, it's a shade away from an, are you afraid of the dark episode? Yeah. That or like goosebumps or something like that. Um, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed this. There were the only low point for me was when they finally do discover, uh, Sean in the woods and that I was like, well, that's silly. But then it like with all the, um, the repercussions of their wishes, it, I like the morality twist to it. And it actually came full circle for me. I, I, I didn't mind this one, uh, really at the end I was like, all right, it was a full, it was a complete story. It was, uh, like you said, it was confident, confidently made. And, um, you know, it, you could see that, morality can take a different uh, narrative in these kinds of things and these kinds of storylines, you know, the whole monkey's paw thing. Like I, this was a little different flavor of it and that I, I enjoyed that. Yeah. Like, like I said, is this, is this my favorite one of the season? Uh, not at all, but um, every so often you, you like as much as we've struggled with the twilight zone, old series, this series, uh, even like, you know, the, the later stuff, a comedy, it's a hard, it's a hard line to walk, right? And I'm not saying it's impossible. And I'm not saying that 
because this one is competent that somehow is like, you know, we're going to judge it much higher than the two segments we just saw previous to this. I will say cold reading, you know, we just talked about it. It's not, not great, but I think that one at least still had some better gags in it than like personal demons. So in terms of like, if you're like, if you're going from like, like, you know, from like worst to best of the three in a row, it got better as it went along. I'm not saying that, um, the leprechaun artist is like, like the greatest thing ever, but at, at least, you know, at, at least it reaffirms that I can tell if you're going to, if you're going to have a little bit of a jokey premise that you can at least, you know, kind of deliver all the way through. Like, and that's not, that's not always been the case with the twilight zone. So I will that, say, yeah, go ahead. That's fair. And then like, you know, it, it went into darker um, spots here, but it didn't go, you know, full like horror film, uh, you know, like I thought maybe Wallace might have done. He kept it still lighthearted and still gave a little dark, uh, darker shade to it. And I, I actually, you know, I, I think he did a he did a good job with this episode, you know, for better or worse. I think this would probably been a difficult story to tell. Um you know, for certain directors and writers, but I think he did a good job with this. Yeah. So, uh, with that being said, do you have other notes? I have a little bit of trivia, uh, about this and we can get into uh, what we're doing next after this. No, what you got, man. All right. So in his introduction to new stories from the twilight zone series, executive story consultant, Alan Brennert, which by the way, not the best, uh, um, you know, uh, batting average, sir, like we've talked about some of your efforts. Uh, um, he described the leprechaun artist as a bad script. We never should have greenlighted in the first place. Calm down. You know, you've been behind some stuff that's questionable yourself. So I don't know how I feel about that. Didn't he say the same damn thing about one of our segments that we covered like five episodes ago or something? Yeah. But it's also like, I think, um, I wasn't him and like Phil DeGare where they're like, Oh, the, what was it? The star, whatever. It's like, this was like one of the greatest pieces of television ever made. It's like, nah, nah, it's just, nah, we're good. You know, like whatever that was the, you know, the, the one Christmas episode about like being in space where it's like, Oh, Jesus destroyed this part of this universe to make a star for us to see Jesus. I'm like, is that, is that really one of the better parts of your series so far? I don't think so. You know, but, um, yeah, like there, but there's been some regrets you can tell with some of the stuff. Um, I think what was it? Um, Oh, what was the one that, um, I think it was, um, opening day was the one where they're like, this, this kept showing up and I don't know why it got greenlit. I agree with that. That's the duck hunting one that we talked about, um, with, um, the guy from, um, you know, a karate kid, right? That one was bad. That was a bad segment. So I think, uh, I think he talked about that, but yeah, I just like the idea. It's like, yeah, I shouldn't have gotten greenlit. It's like, well then what were you guys rubber stamping all this time? Like, well, was there like, could you have picked up maybe the one ads and found a better story there or like the funny papers to greenlight? Yeah, whatever. Anyway. Yes, yeah, so it goes. I mean, you know, I, yeah. it, it, as much as they didn't, you know, fill the gear with, with the, no, who was the person? Uh, Alan Brennert that said this. Yeah. So like for, for him to say that, I, I just like, this really was a lot better than some of the output that they've had thus far. Yeah. So, I mean, like, you know, take what you can get out of I mean, me, man. Like, 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 my so, God, like these... you, you guys thought her pilgrim soul was a good one. Yeah. I don't know. I think your radar is a little off, you know, like <laughs> yeah. we're going to have a hell of a conversation when we get to the end of the season, Terry, it's going to be seven hours long. Um, but yeah, we'll get there. Uh, yeah. This one, this one was a lark. It was okay. Um, and it was comedy done. Right. I mean, questionable bits aside, I will, I'll say something that's not aged. Well, 
Um, you know, um, and, and I'll say this too, this is the first of two stories for this hour of television that you get, you get the sweet and then you get the sour. So I think this is going to be a good balance for this hour of television. If you're tuning in that night to watch it. So, um, yeah, I, I think it was perfectly okay. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, uh, one thumb up. Significantly better than the other leprechaun episode that we watched. Yeah, well, yeah, I, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> and one of the better little people uh, episodes yes. that we've covered recently, too. So yeah, Fair enough. Yeah, you, you, you're, I know like, you're trying to say the words personal demons, but you're not saying it out loud. I understand. So, <laughs> all right, uh, let's just rate that twist. Uh, twist rating, as always, is one through five. One meaning we saw it coming from a mile away and five meaning mind-blowing. Um, I will admit that I, I, watching this as a kid, I remembered the bit of this episode where the parents like were kind of like like robots, and I remember the bit of the mom trying to put the pizza in the oven. That was all I remembered about this before I watched it. But knowing it was a Leprechaun episode, I had hesitation. But then whenever I finally, as a grown up, realized it was a you know a monkey's paw thing, I'll give it a three because I didn't see that coming because I was expecting something way dumber and worse. I'm going to go with a two, okay. uh, you know, the, I, I, the idea of finding the leprechaun or like, well, I guess there's going to be wishes and somehow it's going to come back to get them. But, um, you know, the darkness level of how they, they, you know, it, it wasn't like funny, ha ha the entire time. It was, you know, it was a little bit more mature in how it was going on. I was like, all right, that's cool. So I'll, Two. I'm gonna say that two was probably where I was lining okay. up with that, us. I mean, that's that's completely fair. So, all right, that's gonna do it for our discussion about the Leprechaun Artist. Um, please let us know your thoughts on this. You guys can find us on Facebook at Strange Highways. Um, we're always posting weird stuff. And of course, um, did I get a screenshot of the the name of the the nudie mag? You bet I did. Uh, that's gonna show. <laughs> up. Yeah, um, yeah, because you know, I I've never seen I, I've never um, I've I what's what's the if there's something dumb, I'm going to screenshot it. So there we go. So you'll see that later. <laughs> um, find us there. You can email us directly at strange, uh, highways podcast, gmail.com. Let us know your thoughts, feelings about this. Um, and wherever you find your podcast, rate and review us would be greatly appreciated. Uh, the more the merrier. Um, if you enjoy this conversation, you enjoy our talk. I, I will always treasure, um, like that. See, that's, that's my pot of gold is my talking to Terry about this. Um, and I, it's an endless, bounty of, of wishes fulfilled when I talk to Terry about this. I hope you guys enjoyed the conversation as well. And Terry, where could people find us otherwise? Folks, we're still on Instagram. We're still, uh, you know, posting on there, having fun. A uh, little rough terrain lately for me. I've been sick and busy. So I, sometimes they, they don't, the posts don't get up there as quickly, but uh, we are still on there and we would still appreciate it if you could, you know, uh, like some of the stuff that we put on there, follow us, you know, do whatever, uh, share, share, you know, share our, our posts, it, just anything that would get the word out about us, what we're doing and know that it isn't just like five people we're talking to out in the, in the, you know, in the cosmos that you guys appreciate it. We would love to have more listeners. It's always, it's always fun to see where our listeners are posting from and everything too. Yeah, absolutely. Like that's, yeah, it's one of those things like I, it's it's a little weird. I know we keep saying this, like I probably say this too often. It's like as much as we appreciate our friends and family that support us in this endeavors, they're like, yeah, you do a good job. 
but for whatever reason, if a total stranger is like, I like your show, I'm like, shut up, family. Shut up, people that I love. You like a total stranger? You know, somehow, I don't know why that like that is like, I've been recognized for being a good talker person, you know? Like, I don't care what strangers think about me, but I care what people, what strange people (laughs) think about me. Yeah. Like, I don't care until you love me. Right. No. So, uh, before we're out of here, I want to mention, um, just, just because I was recently, I know I talked, I've been, I've been, a, I've been a, a little bit of a podcast host cheater on Terry recently. Um, I, uh, went on, um, talk without rhythm, uh, recently, uh, but it was part of the El Goro, his, his Patreon. Uh, that he does because he does his regular show talk without rhythm podcast, which is amazing. Uh, and it's always staggeringly, um, just impressive that he normally will do it by himself, but he always, he does have guests on every so often. He has a Patreon that people should support. Uh, but I was on there as of yesterday. Uh, well, well we're recording this on a Tuesday. Sorry guys, pulling the curtain bat. You may not hear this for a couple of days, but earlier in the week, anyway, day before we start recording, I was on one of his Patreon posts that if you go on his Patreon, which is, I'm going to find it here. It is uh, patreon.com, um, something, 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 patreon.com slash twerp, which is T W O R P. You pay a dollar, you get access to his Patreon um, and his sides that he does. Um, he, um, was recently wanting to talk about a film that people like that, um, that John wick film series that people may know about, uh, the fourth film just came out this weekend. Um, and I went to go see it in the theater and, uh, he wanted to talk about, uh, some, uh, some, uh, you know, people getting shot a lot and beat up maybe, you know, a little different flavor of conversation versus what we do here in the twilight zone. Had a great time talking to him about John Wick 4 and all other things. If you guys want to go check that out, go support him, pay a dollar, listen to that conversation. It was a lot of fun. See, I think somebody should stop letting John Wick have a dog at this point. I mean, come on. How many times? No, okay, so Terry, to you, have you have, have you watched any of the John Wick films or no? I've watched the first and the second one. I've not seen the okay. third one yet. Well, I, they're okay. already in talks of doing a fifth one. So yeah. Well, okay. So the, um, you know, I, I, I may or may not have made a, made a joke about like, if the somehow like a, um, like a, a dog hotel got destroyed in this film that would have sent him on a rage, but that, you know, that didn't happen in the movie spoilers. There wasn't a dog hotel that got blown up, but yeah. Um, but yeah, we had, a, we had a good talk. Um, I, you know, I don't have the vocabulary always for some of the action stuff going on, but it was a lot of fun. People go check that out pay one buck, uh, go support his show. He does a great job and he lets, he lets, um, you know, <laughs> I think it's funny that he reached out to like, um, to you, myself and other people that we're like the least physically inclined people to talk about action movies. I think that's, a- <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm closer to Beverly Hills. I can Ninja. watch the yeah. shit out of him, but <laughs> yeah, no, like, like I'm just like, can I sit there and just eat and eat my weight and like, you know, chips while watching it? Hell yeah. Anyway. So anyway, go check that out. If you guys are interested in action films and John wick, it was a good talk. Um, that's going to do it, uh, for our conversation about, uh, the leprechaun artist, um, and all the other things we're, we're promoting. Let's talk about what we're doing next. And now, Mr. Serling. Next episode, it is a season one, um, episode 19, segment B, Dead Run. Um, Terry, I got to tell you, you're going to dig this one. Cannot wait to talk to you about it. Uh, it is, um, is it perfect? No, there's a lot to chew on. And if you thought the cast list for this segment was long, I apologize in advance. Yeah, they have like the entire uh, the entire actors guild on this one. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like like it's like oh, like who who um who was alive that was acting 
uh, in um, you know, in uh, February of '86. Everybody. Uh, so we'll we'll get through all that. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of people. There's reasons for that. We'll get there when we get there. I cannot wait to talk to you about the segment because when I when I saw this, I'm like, you know what? Th- this may not be like a favorite segment of Terry's, but I think you're really going to dig the concept. I'll put it that way. And I, I, maybe I shouldn't always be like, I watched it, but you know what? You you deserve a victory lap of something else to talk about other than a comedy segment, Terry. You deserve that. So. Well, luckily, I value your opinion. and uh, Luckily, you value my opinion. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. Yes. You're lucky. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I look forward to it. Uh, As always, I look forward to every conversation. And hopefully you out there, listener, will be there for it as well. Yes. So that's going to do it for us this week. Everybody have a good week. Have a safe week. And in the meantime, I would say uh, be careful what you wish for. Um, That's fair. Uh, I mean, you know. Sometimes you could be Hitler's. That, that's that's not good. Anyway, Terry, what, what, where are we at? Uh, and don't kidnap anybody, even if they are dressed up like a leprechaun. Nah. First thing this morning, I tried looking through the cleaning lady's sweater. Nothing. He's a fraud.